What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of The Styles Files. I am your host, Alan Styles, and thank you very much for listening and tuning in. Hope you're having an incredible week um, and have a great weekend. A couple days away from that, but let's be honest, who's not always looking forward um, to those glorious two days? I want to give a special shout out to Aaron Fonseca for running the tape for me and pushing me to stop talking about podcasts and finally do one uh, and get in here and and see what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, basically, look, I know there aren't a ton of sports podcasts out there, so I figured the world needed another. Completely kidding, but uh, I like to think of this as sort of a lifestyle podcast. We're going to be talking about sports a good bit, but hopefully in a way that's unique. Uh, Talk about food, uh, travel stories, things that make me happy, and uh, things that really grind my gears. So let's get started. Um, So yeah, obviously, the NBA Finals are in full effect right now. Uh, Everybody has a lot to say. Some people care. Some people don't. Uh, Some people think it's rigged because their teams aren't in it. Some people think it's rigged because their teams are in it. Uh, All that good stuff. And, you know, living in the Bay Area as I do, I am a Warrior fan. Um, I know I probably just lost a couple listeners right there, but uh, grew up in the Bay Area. Um, And what is, I think, interesting to me, and I think uh, a lot of people probably uh, may not know um, about the Bay Area, is that obviously um, there are a lot of transplants. You know, we are the mecca of the tech industry and, and all those different types of things. And obviously people know that, but I don't think they realize how much it affects um, the, the sports uh, area of, um, of the Bay Area and things like that. And what I mean by that is, you know, there are a lot of people that don't like Bay Area sports that live in the Bay Area. You know, these people come from all over you know, the country, all over the globe, and uh, they really couldn't care less about the Bay Area. And a lot of them uh, really dislike all of the teams. You know, the Giants have done really well. Now the Warriors are doing their thing. The Raiders have tried... Um, the Niners are kind of doing their thing in a way, I guess you may say. But um, there's a lot of people that are here and just take a lot of pleasure in just being extremely annoying and being the people that just cannot stand uh, the Bay Area sports. And one of those people happens to be my father. Yeah, you know, and the, the worst part is, you know, he's one of those annoying ones that they don't even like another team. They just root for anybody else, like, other than who the Warriors are playing. Like, you know, I, I stopped by the house. Um, this was during the regular season. I stopped by my parents' house, and, you know, the, the Warriors are playing the Suns. And, you know, I, I'm just happening to watch the game, and my dad is just going super hard for the Phoenix Suns. I'm like, dude, you've been to Arizona like once and I was with you, you know, and I think that the worst part um, is when they find somebody else that's just like them. You know, it's like they, everything just gets amped up to a completely new level. Like, did you see that brick that Curry just put up? No. Did you see that brick that Le- that uh, Draymond just put up? I'm like, of course we saw it. We're all watching it together. I mean, I I just don't really understand, like, I I guess in some weird, like, sick, twisted way, I get it. But, um, you know, it's just tough, man. And it's so funny, Um, you know, and he's one of those guys who he'll psych you out uh, because he'll just do the he'll just offer the most like ridiculous bets that don't even make sense. You know what I mean? Like that same Suns game, um, you know, he's like. 
Warriors are, are losing by one at halftime. He's like, I bet you right now that the Warriors lose. Now, everybody knows that would be a terrible bet. You know, we don't do covers or anything like that. Just straight up, Warriors are going to lose. And I'm thinking, that's a dumb bet. Or is it? You know, and I do not take the bet. You know, I, I it, it, he does these things. And then when I don't take the bet and the Warriors win, now he gets joy from the fact that he doesn't have to give me money. That, that's his new victory. Um, you know, but yeah, the fans out here, man, uh, obviously most of them do root for the Bay Area teams. Uh, but you know, there's certain ones out here that, you know, just really take pleasure in just hating uh, the Bay Area teams as much as possible. And, and when you talk about um, people that dislike uh, Bay Area teams and, you know, since we're uh, in the NBA finals um, right now, the Warriors and all the people that hate the Warriors, it's like, oh, well, well why do people hate the Warriors, right? Um, obviously, there's Draymond Green who gives a lot of reasons for people to um, – to hate the Warriors. And then you have Kevin Durant who joined the Warriors. Everybody uh, hates that he did that. You know, it's the, the weakest move that we've seen a superstar maker, you know, all, everything that you want to talk about. Um, but let's be honest, a lot of it, like, uh, like all the other uh, really successful um, sports teams, you know, people hate the uh, quote unquote bandwagon warrior fans. Yes, the fans that have the Kevin Durant jerseys, the fans that they didn't know the team when it was 2012 and all this type of things. And, and it, that's that's something I also want to talk about. Like when when you're on the side that you know now you have to defend yourself. It's like really, really. Do you know? Um, do you know the Timberwolves roster from 2005? Like, why do I have to prove myself because my team is good now? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's very fair um, to, to fans as a whole just because, you know, your team is good now. Um, and I want to get into that whole bandwagon thing for a second. You know, I love how people uh, use it kind of as a negative term, like, oh, you're just a bandwagon fan. Like, like you should feel bad for liking a team that's good, right? Like, uh, you know, like, like why would you want to like a team that is not good, man? I mean, look, life is tough enough. Um, you know, you don't need your sports team to be depressing as well. Like, oh man, I may not be able to pay rent. Let's go check out a Browns game and we'll forget all about it. Like, who, who's 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 talking like that? Who who wants to do that? Man, my girlfriend just broke up with me. Want to go catch a Knicks game? Like, like, that's not what people want to do. You know what I mean? So, you know, I can't really hate on people that want to watch success, you know, and I get it. If you're a hardcore fan, you've been a fan for longer than you're alive, um, you know, seeing random people in brand new jerseys, it's annoying. But seriously, you know, I, I've been a fan since the We Believe year. I was in high school. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not going to sit here. And, and some people would call that bandwagon, you know, but I'm not going to sit here and and tell you, you know what I mean? Like sit here and, oh, man, yeah, you know, uh, I remember the roster from the 2002 year when I was 12 years old because I don't. And you know what? I don't really care, you know, and I'll say this. In my humble opinion, you know, if a if a team makes you interested in a sport, right, uh, because they're good, and then you become a fan, that's not a bandwagon fan to me, right? Like, are you really gonna blame a kid uh, for like who lives in Dallas, 
who likes the Warriors more than the Mavericks? Like, that sounds ridiculous. Like, who would want who would want to watch that? You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, but now, now, but if that same kid grows up in 20 years from now, the Warriors suck, and now the Mavericks are good, and now he wants to be a Mavericks fan, then yeah, he can go to hell. <laughs> but, but besides that, you know, um, if you didn't have a team, if you didn't follow a sport and, wow, the, you know, the, the Lakers sparked your interest or the Cowboys sparked your interest and you hang with them through the good times and bad, to me, um, you know, that's not, that's not a bandwagon fan to me. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, as long as they pique your interest and you stay with them, you're good in my book. But, you know, speaking of fans, um, you know, obviously the Warriors are playing the Cavs and, you know, the LeBron fans, they love they love to come out of hiding and just annoy uh, the heck out of everybody else. You know, it's like an alien movie, you know, when they just use humans as their hosts and they're all disguised in button downs and khakis. But with the playoffs come around. They take their original form in a LeBron James jersey from the first time he was with the Cavs, and they make sure to tell you it's from the first time he was with the Cavs multiple times. You know, they come out of nowhere. You really, you know, and I understand LeBron, uh, whether you think he's better than Jordan or not, um, he, you know, he's such a huge sports figure. So it's not surprising to me, but you know, uh, in, in, we are in the, the middle and the hub of warriors nation and you will not be able to go to a bar and, um, only have warrior fans. There will always be a couple LeBron fans in there and they're usually the loudest ones in there. I, I, I was at the, uh, the, the first game at a bar. And what cracks me up about LeBron fans is that they're openly LeBron fans. You know, they literally only clap when LeBron scores. Like the Cavs scored and like they were silent. You know what I mean? Like like the Cavs scored to take the lead and unless LeBron did it, they really couldn't care less. And uh it, it's just hilarious to me. Uh but yeah, I mean, you know, uh talking about the series, it's headed back to Cleveland. Um so we'll see uh, what it's looking like after Cleveland gets some home cooked meals. Um, you know, Warriors are up, and, you know, many people try to talk to me uh, about the series. Um, and ever since 2016, which I call the 3 1 year, I do not ever feel comfortable against LeBron. You know, the, the Warriors could have three wins and be in the middle of the game that would be their fourth win, up 20 with two minutes left. Do not try to give me a high five. Do not try to say, you know, start the chip. Whoa, I don't want to hear it. I want to wait until those zeros, you know, somebody can get hot. You know, a couple turnovers. I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Uh, I am so scarred. Uh, I have a buddy who I can't even go over to his house because we watched one of the games during that series. Uh, when the Warriors ended up, you know, blowing the 3-1 lead in. I can't go over there. You know, I can't go over there. And it's probably the easiest spot for all of our friends to go there uh, and watch the game. You will not find me there. Like, like it's literally, I, I don't know um, when I'll, you know, be able to fully flush that, even though they won last year. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, talking about that 2016 year and, and the 3-1 lead, everybody knows uh, you know, whether you like the Warriors or hate the Warriors, it's it's unforgettable. The shot, Kyrie, all that good stuff. But it is interesting to think about um, if the Warriors don't blow that lead, you know, they probably don't get Kevin Durant. 
And, and at that point, you can make the argument, you know, if you remember how they got there, uh, the Thunder had pushed them to seven games. So, you know, uh, it seemed like teams were getting closer to them. You know what I mean? Um, they had a great that that great regular season, but, uh, you know, the Thunder really pushed them to the brink. Um, so, you know, you could say if, you know, would you want things to have happened uh, differently? Would you have rather won that championship and don't get Kevin Durant? So now if you look at last year, most Warrior fans would say, no, you know what I mean? We're, we're completely, you know, we're, we're even better uh, equipped now. Um, and it's funny that uh, a lot of people talk about that because when you think about it, a couple weeks ago, the Warriors are facing a 3-2 deficit against the Rockets. And like I said, I'm a Warrior fan, but if CP3 doesn't get hurt, I don't know what happens. You know what I mean? I don't know what happens there. You know, so it will be really interesting uh, as these finals progress and as we head into the offseason uh, to see which free agent moves will be made. You know, there's LeBron. Um, you know, where is he going to go? There's a lot of other big names, uh, Paul George uh, and things like that. So we're going to see. But, you know, it's definitely interesting to think about. So now uh, for a segment that I want to get into, uh, it's a game I like to play, whether I'm talking to my friends, recording a podcast or talking to myself. And that is called Overrated underrated and properly rated okay so first overrated so the month of june i'm gonna go ahead and say the month of june is just completely overrated and i'm gonna tell you why my sister turned 25 my nephew graduated high school and i still have to deal with father's day so i'm broke as hell we're not even halfway through the month for what 60 likes on instagram Really? 60 likes? And, and let me tell you something. Look, the Insta story exposed all you who are looking at my story but not happening to like uh, my photos, okay? The ratio is off, but that's something for a different day. Um, okay, so underrated. The Washington Capitals. Look, I know, you know, the NHL tends to fall under the radar uh, unless you're a huge fan. But in my mind, you know, uh, what Ovechkin has been able to do this year, uh, I've always kind of likened him to uh, whoever has been second place to LeBron on a given season. That's who Ovechkin's kind of been to Crosby. So for Ovechkin to finally, you know, get over that hump and get to the Stanley Cup finals and be in a position to win the whole thing, you know, I just don't think people... Uh, are, are talking about it enough, appreciating it enough. And uh, if this was, you know, one of the bigger sports, this would be a huge deal. Um, so big ups to, uh, and, and, and also the city of, uh, or, you know, Washington, D.C. Uh, as a whole, you know, they, they've been struggling. They haven't been in a championship situation uh, in a while. So, you know, for, for them to be there uh, and possibly have a parade, I, that's a big deal. You know, that's a big deal. So I definitely think that whole situation has been uh, underrated. So properly rated. Uh, the Warrior fans chanting MVP while J.R. Smith was at the line in game two. Um, you know, I didn't see much hate for it. And that gives me hope for mankind because, look, that was just funny. You know, uh, I don't think it was petty or if it was petty, it was petty in a funny way. Um, and, you know, Jr. was asked about it and, you know, he gave a kind of weird response like he'd rather, uh, 
you know, the fans acknowledge him than not. And it's just like really awkward, but very much on brand for JR. So, you know, good for him for staying on brand and good for the Warrior fans for uh, at least if you're going to be, um, you know, petty, at least be clever. And they were definitely clever. Um, so now switching gears uh, to something, you know, uh, some more food kind of lifestyle type of things. Um, you know, something that's just funny and just kind of annoys me. And I just need to know where most people are with this. Uh, it, it's these food videos that are just all over, you know, all my social feeds, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, t- Tasty, what is it, Cooking Panda or something like that. You know, uh, so let me tell you, I, I must confess, I am a food snob. You know, I cook once or twice a week, but because I watch the Food Network, and choose to overpay at random food trucks, it feels like I cook a lot more. <laughs> um, but with that being said, I understand some of the recipes that people come across. Uh, you know, they make sense to me, like brown brown Oreo cookie pie, you know, potatoes au gratin with filet mignon. Like these are things that, uh, you know, us normal people uh, need help learning how to cook, right? Like that makes sense to me. But when I see videos, you know, and people just sharing them like, mm, I'll have to try this soon. Like chicken, tomato, avocado salad. Hmm. I wonder what ingredients in that could be like steak tacos with onions and cilantro. Wow. Good thing they told me to use tortillas or I would have been completely lost. Like, you know, please tweet at me at a styles a s t i l e z you know i'll do a follow up um and read some of your tweets let me know am i a jerk or or do you agree i need to know but you know you know that's fine some people are you know uh you know i'm a food snob some people are movie snobs you know i personally think lifetime movies are outstanding you know i i think that they are so bad that they are good You know, most people think uh, they are just very, very bad. (laughs) Uh, You know, we like what we like. And, you know, I'm not going to um, get into it too much. But look, for me, you know, Lifetime movies, they're familiar. You know, I know what I'm going to get, right? Main character has to deal with a psycho and doesn't know they are a psycho until about 25, 20 minutes left. And it all makes sense right before it's too late. You know, and for some reason, I get excited Every single time, you know, I don't know what that says about me, but I love it. I love it. You know, and it's funny and also sad at the same time. Uh, You know, when I say to my girlfriend, I want to watch a movie, she knows I mean a Lifetime movie. Like, I'll have to tell her the other way around. Like, you know, hey, I want to watch a movie. Like, no, 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 not one with commercials this time. Like, one that was actually in theaters. Like, you know, I have to, I have, and I feel like for most people, you know, it's usually the opposite. You know, um, but yeah, man, but getting back to this sports thing, uh, in other news. So Kyler Murray, uh, got drafted. The MLB draft is going on this week and Kyler Murray, uh, the projected starting QB for the Oklahoma Sooners was drafted by the A's with the ninth overall pick. Um, apparently, you know, everybody involved has everything figured out. The family, along with the Sooners, along with the A's, you know, and uh, I believe that the plan is to play one more season with the Sooners as the quarterback, um, and then he will start his baseball career. Uh, And I just have one question uh, for all parties involved. Why? Why? 
You know, why? Um, you know, we don't even have to get in to how he projects as um, as a QB. Uh, I know uh, that he is sub six foot. I know that means a lot different things now, you know, with how well Baker did, uh, how well Russell Wilson's did, but Baker going number one, Baker winning um, the Heisman. And look, I'm never anyone to talk about height. Uh, you know, I go about 5'10 uh, when my shoes uh, are two inches thick. So, you know, I- I'm not even trying to, you know, roast. It's just the, you know, kind of the name of the game. And, you know, and even if you take out the projections, um, you know, he's a sophomore. So if my math is correct, he wouldn't even be eligible, I don't think, for the NFL draft once this season is done. I don't think so. I'll have to check on that. Um, and if you're the A's, uh, you know, the assigned value of the ninth pick is $4.7 million, right? E- even if you don't pay him that, uh, you know, you are the A's and we know you don't like paying anyone. So, you know, do you really want to take a chance on someone uh, playing another full season of college football, division, high level division one college football, um, you know, a- a- and kind of saying, hey, you know, we're looking to you to be this. I, I just don't really understand uh, the reasoning on any front besides just simply this. You know, he's only 20. He's been playing football, you know, for all of his life, just as long as he's been playing baseball, I'm assuming. And, you know, Baker Mayfield is finally gone, and he just wants to enjoy all the work he's put in um, in football and, and enjoy uh, that experience before, um, you know, he goes off to his baseball career. And, and you know, I can't I can't hate on that. Like I, I like to say a lot, I can't um, – put myself in anybody else's shoes other than mine. I don't know how that feels to have that choice. It's probably a very um, awesome yet confusing feeling. Um, So, you know, I wish him all the best. uh, But the question is just going to be, you know, to do all this and to have that experience uh, at what cost, you know, Um, figuratively and literally. Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. You know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So last, uh, last thing I want to get into today, um, the little thing I like to call story time, uh, you know, and my story times, you know, they kind of focus on, um, you know, what a certain subject, you know what I mean? So, uh, this story time, I think my subject is going to be bad information. So this weekend, uh, I checked out the Clusterfest, or uh, this past weekend, I checked out the Clusterfest uh, in San Francisco, music uh, plus comedy, and you know, it, it was a great time, man. It really was a great time. I did the one-day uh, pass, got to see Michael Che, Amy Schumer. You know, the actual reason that I went, or the majority of the reason that I went, was awesome. So I really don't have any complaints there. Um But unfortunately, I did have a little issue. So basically, uh, they had an area set up like that old show uh, from the 90s on Nickelodeon, Double Dare, uh, where you run, you know, the funny obstacles and you try to have the fastest time, right? 
So, you know, obviously, you know, uh, there's a bunch of people around my age. I'm 28. So there's a bunch of people that, you know, a little bit older, a little bit younger. You know, uh, I think this was a a very popular show back in the 90s. Uh, So obviously the line is pretty long. And I'm just like, you know what? When am I ever going to have another opportunity, you know, to run the Double Dare course? You know, I have a a little bit of time before the next uh, people I want to see. I think Jesus and Meryl was next or something like that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to wait it out. You know, it's worth it to me. So I wait in line for about an hour and you're watching everybody else, um, you know, run the course and I'm strategizing in my mind. You know, I'm like, okay, I got to, you know, go through here quick. You know, I got to ride the bike super fast. Don't forget the flags, you know, all, all that good stuff. And, you know, yeah, so about an hour passes um, and the course uh, directors or whatever you want to call them, the course coordinators, uh, they come over and and throughout the whole time, they kept saying, hey, you know, the host from the original Double Dare, there, he's going to be here. You're all going to get to take a picture with him. But, you know, the way they were saying it, they weren't letting they weren't framing it like hey, you're going to, we're going to take a picture, take the pictures on the course. So we're like, okay, cool. You know, everybody in line is talking just like, okay, cool. You know, we'll, um, you know, like while they're taking pictures, like, uh, sure, there'll be less people watching us, but whatever, you know what I mean? We're going to run our, run the course and do our thing. Um, so then, uh, they come over and they say, Hey, so yeah, it's going to be probably about 35, 45 minutes. Um, because we're going to do the pictures on the course. So, you know, people that want to take pictures with him, uh, they'll, they'll get to uh, take the picture on the course. And now we're all looking around like, dude, we already been in line for at least an hour and nobody thought to tell us, Hey, you know, once three o'clock hits, there's going to be a brief, uh, intermission. So if you were planning on doing it at a certain time, that's not going to happen. So, you know, here we are. About 30, uh, 22 to 32 year olds in an angry mob, like, hey, we were supposed to get to run. We don't have time. You know what I mean? We got to see the shows. So, you know, I'm feeling empowered, you know, because in my mind, I was going to have the fastest time. Would I have really? You never know. But since I didn't run it, I can assume I, I can assume I would have. So, you know, uh, I step forward, you know, as the voice of these forgotten people. You know, like, you never told us the pictures were going to be taken here. People are like, yeah, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm getting juiced up. And then something just hops in my mind, you know, as I'm delivering this powerful uh, speech. And I realized that this is what my life has come to. You know, arguing at events to run nostalgic obstacle courses for no prizes. And I realized that bad information or no information at all I can only go up from here. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Be sure to follow me on Twitter, A-Styles, at A-Styles, A-S-T-I-L-E-Z. Until next time, you've been listening to The Styles Files. Be safe, be well, be wise. Happy weekend.